What would happen if you believed in your message as much as I believe in mine? What has to happen for you to know, not believe, for you to know more people need to know about this? Here's the hard truth. People are conditioned to ignore your marketing message. Most of the stuff you'd create doesn't get read, doesn't get watched, and ultimately, nobody buys from it. I'm Jason Lynette, and I'm here to help you stop being the best kept secret to the people you know you can help. If you're a business owner, and if you're ready to cut through the overwhelm of launching something that creates massive impact and brings in an awesome income, you are in the right place. Welcome to Attract Pre-Sold Clients. There's a problem with the way that most people talk about how to scale the business, and right there is part of the issue. They focus so much on how to do it. And when that becomes the strategy, what often happens is something that I've seen happen way too many times. And I've got to admit, there's a moment several years ago where I almost fell into this trap. And I'm so thankful that I caught it and I was able to then do something about it. Because you see, by focusing on just how to scale, it almost becomes like the horse with the blinders that we get so focused, we get so head down on one specific project and the problem then that it creates is that it ends up crushing the business that you currently have running. So what I'm here to share with you is the fact that so often when it comes to scaling, there's better questions you ought to be asking. You should start off by asking when. You should also be asking what to do right now. Now, as a side note to this topic, I'm actually recording this because over in one of our online communities, someone asked a question. And if you're curious to join our free online Attract Pre-Sold Clients community, you can simply head over to attractpresoldclients.com forward slash group. Just fill out that form. You can join the group right away. It's free. It's awesome. And it's a question that came in from Evan, who was asking, I'm creating a workshop, and the goal is to then tie it into other products. And the problem that he presented with this question, which is in inspiring this episode, is how do I do it? Should I initially offer it live? Should I do it like perhaps over the course of five days of 90-minute workshops, maybe spaced out weekly? Would it be better if I went ahead and did something higher production and like filmed it and did something pre-recorded and then released it inside of a library? Should I make it evergreen from the start? Should I eventually make it evergreen? And this is where I know a lot of you are, where we're kind of talking about a situation that many people find themselves inside of, which is how do you take a service and then find a way to eventually let it become a product? Otherwise, well, you become the bottleneck of your business, and it's only a matter of when you're doing the thing, that's when the income is rolling in. And if we can take what we do and productize it, to invent a word here that I'm sure others have invented too, well, now there's a pathway that then becomes a much greater value, not just for your audience, but also clearly for you. That's part of what we mean by scaling. Now, here's the thing, is what we're about to get into is going to actually be through the filters of what I share with you here on this Attract Pre-Sold Clients podcast. The number one pathway to consistent client attraction is yes, through that consistent content strategy. However, it's gotta be through that filter of belief-shifting persuasion. Most people online are invisible, unfortunately, for either one of two reasons. Reason number one is that you're completely terrified of doing something wrong, and so you're doing nothing. Which again, 
if your headline on your email sucks, they're not going to show up to your house with torches and pitchforks. It's going to be okay. Or reason number two is what I refer to as the content confetti cannon. Most of the stuff you see on the web is the stuff that people are blasting out into the world. And then like confetti, it's hitting the ground and then nobody's picking it up. Nobody's watching it. Nobody's reading it, which ultimately means then nobody is buying from it. So what needs to happen instead is the content needs to covertly shift the belief systems of the audience to then help them to then align directly to what your solutions are. And here's the direction we are about to go as I talk about the step-by-step -step to scale. We're going to take one of the most effective belief-shifting persuasion strategies and actually apply it not just to your audience, but now directly over to you. So today, Let's now dive into how to step-by-step -step scale the right way. Now, before we dive into exactly what to do when it's time to scale, let me take a quick moment here, just in case there's any confusion, and take a few moments to actually talk about what we actually mean by scaling. And the thing is, it's gonna mean something different from one business to another. It often could be as simple as increasing your prices. It might mean that you're now going out to more audiences. It might mean that you're now expanding in such a way that requires the use of either technology or hiring more people, or very often it's a little bit of both. Yet simply put, it's that pivot that so many people make, let's say in a service-based business, where now you have officially become the bottleneck and something's gotta happen. Otherwise, the business just stays the same. There may be a specific threshold as to how high the pricing can go. Yet the question I want to now plant into your mind here is really the basis of a story that I'll tell you here in a moment, which is by asking a better question, you often get a much better answer because it goes around to a time where I was the bottleneck of my business and I felt this calling. I felt this desire. I was getting all these requests for people to work with me and to learn what I had figured out, and I could not keep doing it the same way and have the impact be what it should be. It deserved a bigger audience. And I say that not just to pat myself on the back here, yet so many of you out there, you know, you're playing small, you're thinking small. And I mentioned when to scale. I mentioned that we're going to talk about what to do in order to scale. Let's also take a moment and talk about why, because that's a big part of my story. And I've got to share with you something that I've not really talked about before. Uh, there was a moment, there's these things on the internet, they're called trolls. They sometimes come out from under bridges and they leave comments on things online. And it was this person a number of years ago who was just swooping in to some of the stuff I had online late at night dropping a comment, and then deleting it right away. Now, I don't know the rest of the story if he was then second-guessing himself or going, oh, I shouldn't put that up there. But you know when you're online and like you see a notification? Like, I saw it. And when I went to click on it, it said that it had been removed. So like there was no evidence of this. And the commentary was something along the lines of how, well, at one point in my career, I was doing private coaching. At one point, I was seeing upwards of 25 to 35 clients a week. And don't get me wrong, I loved every minute of it. And it was often dealing with emotional issues and helping people changing their habits. And my, I'd say my longevity of that was the fact that I looked at every client as a good to great story. 
It didn't matter how difficult something used to be. If I could connect with you as the outcome and bring you along for the ride, I would walk out of that office every day with the same energy that I walked in with. And it was over time, it wasn't just the service that I was doing, it was the kind of business that I had built. And yes, there's a period of time, especially as it is now, where working with private clients is clearly not the only thing that I do. And I started to offer training programs. I started to do live classes, kind of like the question that popped up that's inspiring this week's episode. I would then start to have the camera running, and then I had products. And admittedly, I would say that working with clients, again, is not the only thing that I do, and so the training business continued to grow. And I would say that's the segment that was more primed to scale. And middle of the night, all of a sudden, here's these notifications, and the comments were very negative about, oh, well, the people, the old, those who can't teach. And I took it personally. I let that negative message affect me. And then, a bit of a restless night, in the morning, there was this aha, which was, wait a minute. And I often will use this kind of language as a personal motivational strategy. Your specific way of doing things may be different. Yet it suddenly became this new dialogue of, how dare you not take this to more people? Wouldn't the greedy option be just simply keeping it as this only boutique thing, one-to-one, keeping it to myself? You know, I look at the reasons why people write books. I wrote a book. Why people give talks why people rise up in leadership roles. It's because there's something they firmly believe in. And I never mean this as a jab, but occasionally there's the person who goes, Jason, you put out the podcast, you do things in your group, you send out emails. How do you do that much? And my genuine answer is, I'd only ask politely, what would happen if you believed in your message as much as I believe in mine? What has to happen for you to know, not believe, for you to know more people need to know about this. I look around and I see so many people who are struggling and they feel like they're doing all the right things, yet again, they're training their audiences accidentally to ignore them. So what the troll was meaning to do to kind of jab, instead, thank you, was one of the biggest turning points and I am so grateful for it. Seriously, thank you. Because it was that revelation from private coaching to then people wanted to learn the how and the what of how I'd built my business. And that then led, yes, into trainings and programs. Yet there were people who knew there were several layers underneath it that truly made it all work. And that's where the private consulting then came in. And that was something that, well, pulled me away from everything else. So that had to be a much higher ticket kind of offering by that point. And it became that moment, and not to play the card of reluctant hero, there were too many people who wanted it, and I didn't have the hours to give them. And so along this journey, it was, again, I, I share this not just to give you the behind the scenes of my world and why I do what I do, yet it's to ask yourself, why are you looking to scale? And I would say this as politely as I possibly can, if the only reason is because you want more money, your audience is going to smell it from a mile away. If it's only because you wanna take something as opposed to give something, and you're allowed to give as you receive a very, very good income, by the way. The two are not necessarily disconnected from each other, yet it's that ability to then give to a larger crowd. 
and to then share it with much more people. That was my why. As I looked at the audiences I was already speaking to and I was realizing this is the same core issue in so many other places. And so scaling can also be that audience pivot. Let me take what I'm doing to this audience and now share it with a much larger audience along the way. So even before we get into the when and the what, well, part of this does hint at the when now, does it? Because, well, there was a bottleneck. There was producing a problem where now supply and demand could not be met. And that was the trigger to go, now is the time to do this. I've got to learn how to hire a team. I've got to learn how to make the systems all talk to each other better. Uh, you'll have that moment at some point in your business and in your journey where oftentimes the first time you hire somebody, you then realize, oh crap, I wasn't ready to hire yet. Sorry. <laughs> then we got it right. <laughs> and it's like best problems in life are the ones that you invent yourself. So as I looked at everything, here's part of the formula as to why I'm sharing this with you. Because there's some questions that need to be asked. And I would give you a very simple formula to at least begin this journey for many of you out there. The formula comes in three simple steps. Before, during, and after. Now this is going to begin as a bit of a theoretical Yet take everything you currently do. Take everything you currently perhaps do with your existing clients, if indeed you are a service-based business. Take everything that's already part of what you do and take a step off to the side. Do your best to detach yourself emotionally as you can because we all love the stuff we do. We all love the stuff we teach. Everything you include is so important. And the easiest formula to begin this with is before during, and after. And consider for a moment this journey that your client is going to be going on. And begin to ask yourself, what are the parts that absolutely, undeniably have to be done during? These are the things that absolutely have to happen in real time. These are the things like, for example, you know, inside of what we do nowadays inside of our consulting, as much as there's videos that then train specific things, then there's meetings to then work on the specific mechanisms, the core persuasive assets of the business that need to be there. Otherwise, again, you're invisible to your audience. Well, those moments of getting personalized attention, that's within our values. We know that's important. And that happens during. Yet I think you already heard the hint of something that now can become a before, which is this is the stuff that respectfully, I repeated over and over and over and over and over and over out loud, one-to-one -one, for so many years, as I convinced myself temporarily, briefly, that the only way to do it was in real time. And by stepping off to the side, I asked, Here, here's always my filter. The filter is never, how can I remove myself? Again, if that's your intention, your audience is going to know it right away. If instead the intention is, how can I do this better without it requiring a real-time interaction? And I'll tell you that there's this personal journey that I had to go through inside of this, you know, and it's where the easiest thing I could have said here is just, you know, capture it on video and turn it into a training, and this way you never have to do it live. And yes, there are many things I have on the web that at one point were a live training, and now 
the video replays are available as an evergreen product. The thing that really had to happen more than anything else was having to really dial in the entire system. I had already proven something to work, yet it really forced me to think, how do we make it even better? How do I take these strategies? How do I activate these core persuasive assets, not just in my business, but in other people's businesses, and do it in a way that becomes even better because now they can go through the training content, the curriculum part of it, on their own time. And then, not for the sake of, go away, you're not ready yet, reschedule, no. Instead, they're only ever meeting with a coach on the team when they've actually got something prepared. You know, so many universities are pivoting to a sort of a reverse classroom format, where what used to be the lecture is now the homework, what used to be the homework is now the classroom work, because that's the tangible stuff. It's not magic that you're sitting in the same room listening to the professor lecture. Have that stuff captured on video, and now the practical stuff happens in real time. The thing that I will say was the bigger journey, which is why I'm going to give you a much easier step-by-step thing to do first here, was that of challenging everything I believe to be important, challenging everything that at one point I had let myself become convinced that it was my special gift that only I had, so many of you out there have this thing called superhero syndrome, it required me to sort of hack my own strategies and systematize it in such a way that not only could I teach it better, but then if I could teach it so well, this was the train of thought, if I could teach it so well, that should mean that someone else can coach and consult on it too. And as a side note, my hiring strategy for quite some time has been, let me find people who can do what I do just as well as I can. Let me also find people that are extremely coachable. And let me also surround myself with people that can do some of what I do even better than me. If you ever find yourself feeling like you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong damn room. Surround yourself with amazing people that I consider Everyone who may, on paper, work for me, I consider them my advisory board. I'm screening things off of them. I'm asking them questions all the time. And this is where I can proudly say the people that do work with us one-to-one in this journey, they're not just getting what I've figured out. They're learning from the people that I continue to learn from, too. Uh, Which, briefly, if you're curious to see exactly what this is, I'll give a quick website link as a quick mention here. It's connect dot attract presoldclients.com. That's a page where you get access to a calendar. You can schedule what we call a client attraction audit. It's all about diagnosing why your current messaging and your business isn't quite working yet, giving specific suggestions as to what needs to happen so that then you're shifting in the right direction to then actually be found and then bring in those clients. And then if we know we can help you, we'll tell you exactly what that looks like. If we don't think we can help you, we won't try to sell you anything. You can grab that. You can claim a time now. That's connect.attractpresoldclients.com. Yes, that is a long website address. However, it's easy to remember, right? That's kind of the trick. Connect. How to connect with us. .attractpresoldclients.com. I tell you that journey because many of you are somewhere inside of that. Some of you are at the place where you've already got programs, you've already got courses, and you might be able to look at some of the things that you've previously done and maybe see why it didn't play out the way you want it. 
Some of you may be in version other of that <laughs> superhero syndrome going, they need me at all times. They need me at all times. So the principle that I share from belief shifting persuasion is something that classically applies over to a little bit of a spin on the classic opt-in offer, the classic lead magnet. Go to this website, get this free thing, plug in your email address, I'll send you this, and whatever it might be, whether it's an ebook, whether it's maybe a video course, a checklist, um, something simple, the key is so many people make the mistake of creating some sort of lead magnet, like the top of their funnel, and the problem becomes it's the question as to what do I have? And no, I'm not talking about one specific person. I had someone pull the Carly Simon on me going, were you talking about me? Like, you're so vain. And it was, I've seen this so many places on the website. It's share your email address and I'll send you my book for free. And suddenly here comes the PDF with 238 pages. And I got books that I've bought that I haven't yet read. How quickly am I going to go into your content? Yeah, maybe not. Instead, the three words, small, quick, win. And here's the thing that really has to be dialed in from a ethical persuasion standpoint. It would be that the small, quick, win is something that moves them out of their existing problem state and at least one step closer to, let's say it this way, understanding the full value of what you do and connecting you with the direction that they need to go. So I'm not just saying Opt-in offers are good, though. Opt-in offers are gorgeous. Instead, it's what does that thing do? See, ask a better question. You get a much better answer. It needs to move them forward along the journey. And if possible, maybe it clears a possible objection. It clears away one of the concerns that they would have had because now they're in momentum. This is one of the six core content buckets, the core belief-shifting strategies that need to be activated. We're going to stay focused on the small quick win, because my goal is to not have you ever in that scenario where suddenly you've put your head down and it's the ostrich head in the hole and business starts to go into the red, the funds start coming in and suddenly I had a person who was a friend who reached out to go, I just learned a lesson. And it was that she almost wasn't able to pay her mortgage because she turned everything off I've got to tell you, my strategy for any kind of content is I schedule it. That way it actually happens. But the thing is that scheduling pulls you away from everything else. So how can you apply this belief-shifting persuasion to yourself? Well, you need to start to go with the small quick win for yourself. And here's a roadmap. I would not ever sit here and tell you this is the only way to do it. One of my biggest goals is to help get you out of a stuck state. One of my biggest goals is to get you into momentum and moving forward in a way that actually now provides a benefit for you. So this is the pathway that I now consistently go, and it's the one that I coach more than anything else. Because, hang on here, yes, it would be wonderful to have all these professionally produced videos Yes, it would be amazing to have this gorgeous library and now this evergreen system that's running and just money is coming in while you sleep. Yet the myth of passive income is that passive income doesn't start as passive income. Passive income becomes passive as after a massive amount of effort. 
So here's the step-by-step. Focus on the people you're currently working with and ask yourself, how can I begin to add more value? When you ask yourself, how can I begin to add more value? It's where as you work with them together live, perhaps now they begin to have private access to a training curriculum that now teaches them the step-by-step of what to do. We have a lot of people in the personal coaching space. And think about this as an example. There are some educational components to what you do, I'm sure, that can be eventually captured on video. And that way now, that lecture on this nutritional strategy, this teaching on how to find a job on this source, well, that's now something that exists in a library and you don't have to teach that anymore. By the way, you are now adding more value to your existing clients. So along the way, your uh, rates can likely go up as well because as they're receiving more value, you can appropriately ask more value along the way. So one part of this is before, during, after, what are the parts that I can now produce in a way that this is my constant dialogue. If I need to create something, how do I do it once? And now that I've got it, it's an asset for so many other people as a result of this. Do you see how I'm answering one person's question right now by talking to all of you here on this podcast episode? Now, related to that, related to that small quick win, I'd ask you another big question. What could you do right now? And this is where if I really had to be held down and give an answer, I would say, do it live the first time and have the cameras running. Again, from somebody who's sold significant numbers of events that were clearly live and now they're digital, it's definitely a model. Let me just throw in one other quick technical thing here. Maybe this is the director mindset. Just because the camera's on doesn't mean you have a product. And I've had so many people who had unwatchable content. I mean, the the video quality was good. The sound was good. Yet the issue was, it was like this long lecture thing. You got to cut it up somehow. And if there's one thing you can do to make any video better, there's a old classic mechanism in copywriting called a before-after bridge. And it's where if you just come on camera before the content, and it's the classic tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you told them, and just give it an introduction. Set the frame for what they're about to watch. I have seen people take content that people were complaining about because just it was too much. And then by putting a proper frame at the beginning of it, framing is one of the hypnotic language hacks, by putting one of the proper frames at the beginning of it, now they've set the stage for their audience at home to then be successful, even though they're clearly watching a video replay of something. But my greatest advice would be do it live first, especially, especially if that's going to be the first time you're really doing it. I've got to tell you, as much as we're very proud and very happy of this consulting journey that we take people on inside of what we call premium influence, as much as we're thrilled with it, at the time that I'm recording this, it was probably like three weeks ago that like some of the core persuasive assets, I went inside to the curriculum and I looked at the digital part that teaches it so that our people can then take action on it and then schedule their specific meetings along our success path throughout our specific journey here. I looked at those videos and went, I can do that better. And quite simply, I then retaught the same content. I turned the camera on 
And what was at one point, like one or two longer videos, I redid it in slightly more detail and shorter video modules so it was much easier to access. And the people inside of Premium Influence have been raving about it. So embrace the fact that in the digital era, you get to go back and adjust it. And that's why I'd say, if this is the first time it's truly being offered, absolutely go live first, because you will see the places where there are gaps. And I'd rather have you do that. I'd rather have you do that than go into a hole and film all by yourself to then get the feedback and go, crap, I got to do it again. And in terms of combining it, we can call this a hybrid approach. What this does is that the people you're currently working with, if let's say there is a digital library, well now, whatever it is this week, that's what those people have access to as they're working with you. And then eventually, it's the story of a certification training that I run, that there's this giant like 150 page manual that I think this is the message some of you need to hear. I didn't sit down one day and think, I'm gonna write a manual. No. I compiled the resources to deliver on the promise that I was presenting as I taught that class. And as the resources then got collected and better organized, I stepped back and it was genuinely the moment of, holy crap, I wrote a book. And there it was. I compiled my stories and then that became my book, Work Smart Business. The key though is, small quick win. It's not just something that we're going to apply in the belief-shifting persuasion that's necessary to ethically have your audience now selling themselves inside of what you do. Sometimes it's a strategy you've got to apply to yourself. What can I do right now? And by doing it live, here's the amazing benefit too. You only need to be one step ahead of your audience. If perhaps you're doing it as a weekly thing over the course of five weeks, I think was the example, then I need to prepare for this Wednesday. And then you do the thing, you record it, and then you review it, you take some notes. You might look at the content and go, wow, this is fantastic, I'm done. I have a thing that I taught back in 2015, we captured on camera, we turned it into a product, and then by series of circumstances, I then taught it again in 2019, and I hadn't done it in four years. And long story behind this, but I then also gifted the people the digital version to go, hey, here's a bonus resource. Now I'll admit, I hadn't done it in a while. I, I'd done the stuff, but I hadn't taught it because like the videos I captured that time, done. They were great. We're still using them today. Yet look at how even inside of an active program that we currently run and people are signing up for it on a regular basis, I'm always going back in and going, how can I make this better? How can I make improvements? So then there's the Wednesday. Now you got, you know, six days to then prepare for next week, get yourself in order. And now you just need to be one step ahead of that audience. And then here's the real reason I say this. Let's assume this is this five meeting event. And suddenly you're realizing as you're prepping for part number four, you're suddenly realizing that, oh man, I completely missed the point. I needed to talk about this. Well, it's not now captured in something permanent, like a video course, that then, well, that's it. Instead, you get the next week to then get one step ahead and adjust along the way. I forget the statistic, but apparently most airline flights actually arrive early. They, the whole flight path and everything changing is this gorgeous little metaphor that they kind of work a buffer into the schedule so that if there is weather, if there are other things to work around, 
the planes often actually end up arriving slightly early. It's just, you know, we want to complain more when they're late. So this comes around to what can you do to, well, what can you do to persuade yourself? That's what I say is the step-by-step -step to scale the right way. Now, here's the thing that needs to be addressed, though, along this pathway. What I'm not talking about, what I'm not talking about is the classic product stack. You're going to get this, which has this value, this, which has this value, this, which has that value. Add it up. It's all the money. And for you, it's $1.95. That does work. I'm talking about something very different, though which is that it is essential, though, that the way that you talk about what you do is dialed in in such a way that covertly is inviting the audience to then run the sales process for you. They are selling themselves into what you do even before you ask for the sale. And by doing it in the right way, what this is actually doing is without having to very overtly throw rocks and say mean things about people and have other people's lawyers mad at you, Instead, it's allowing your audience to be the people who then invalidates the competition. It's allowing your audience to be the one to then invalidate other options that are out there. And for the two episodes of the Star Wars Mandalorian show on Disney+, Plus, I've seen two episodes. Apparently it's not Baby Yoda, but it is a Yoda-ish character. The line from The Mandalorian is, this is the way and you have your audience out there rehearsing the story in their mind as they're aware of who you are, the way you solve the problem for them, and the way that it's unique to you, and the emotional journey you're going to take them on, they are now aligning all of their decisions directly to you. And in their minds, they're already saying it for themselves. Well, this is the way. Well, I see why other things aren't a fit, and they're doing that for you. That's what we mean by the pre-sold client. So if we can be of help with this, I'll mention that link again. Head over to connect.attractpresoldclients.com. You can see exactly how we work with you one-to-one -one along this journey. Me and my advisory board and how we help you to dial in these core persuasive assets to do exactly what we've been talking about. Yet as you look at the pathway moving forward, what is that small quick win you can do today? Thank you for listening to Attract Presold Clients, where you get strategies proven to work in businesses around the world. I'm Jason Lynette. And if you're ready to crush the confusion of what to say and how to say it to consistently attract your dream clients, check out our free resources today at attractpresoldclients.com.